Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash craigandfriends. It's whimsically volatile. Barbara, please. Ah, please, please, Barbara. Are you there, Craig? Uh, hello. 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 Is there anybody out there? <laughs> are you listening? Can are you? Papa, can you hear me? Mother, are you listening? Craig, I have an idea. Yeah, what's that? I Ka- like- Katya, what is that idea? <laughs> Craig. <laughs> yes, Katya. I think that you should consider the very real possibility that I have a songbird voice. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, you know, you've complimented me on my voice many times. And let me say that you also, Katya, have a terrific voice, a delightful radio well, sound. I have to say thank you. Well, yes, darling. <laughs> it's very gracious of you to accept a compliment in the proper way. And I accept these compliments with the utmost humility. Yes, you do. It's been quite an enjoyable process. <laughs> I, I do enjoy the hypnotic qualities of the human vocal register. Yes. Yes. It's quite enjoyable. Can I teach you a word in another language? Yes, please. This is Spanish for the opposite of yes. No. Okay. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> oh, wait. Hang on a second. Let me see if I can get that. No. Uh, hold on. It's you got to listen very carefully You're right, I was for the diction. Little, mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. I need quiet Try it for again. this. No. no. No, you're just completely not getting it. All right. Well, maybe it's because we're tired. <laughs> maybe it's because we're tired. I'm tired. We went to IHOP last night at 3 in the a.m. We did. Neither of us could sleep, or rather we'd both woken up around that time or Ar- something. We'd, uh, I popped out of bed at 1.30 a.m. because mm. I thought, oh, it's time for brekkie. And oh, then yeah. It turns out that my friend Jason, who is also my physical fitness trainer, yeah, he did the same thing. Interesting. Must have been something going on with the moon. There must have been. You know, actually, yesterday I found uh, an abundance of rudeness out in the world. Well, uh, Craig, yes, Katya, that rudeness. I'm sorry to say, was was uh, was was very present. Oh, you felt that as well. You experienced some of that. I also put rudeness out into the atmosphere. Interesting. How was uh, how did that happen? I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> have you ever not known what reality was uh i'm sure at times yeah but then at the time you don't realize that it's not no nope. and then you're thinking about well then what the hell is time and then you're like all right here we go this is the short bus train to cuckoo bananas uh-huh and that's me okay. sorry to make it all about me again well <laughs> <laughs> but we woke up and went to ihop and you ihop know, was closed closing I hope it's closing. Then we went to Kitchen 24 and, and Kitchen that 24, was closed. For listeners who are not familiar, Kitchen 24 is, as it sounds, a 24-hour diner, uh, upmarket diner in West Hollywood. There's also another location in Hollywood proper. And on Monday nights, they close at about, what, four or something? Yeah, Three, she, four? She went down to Kitchen 22 last night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She was about Kitchen 23 and a half. <laughs> and uh, we were at right at the right past the nick of time. And then... Um, but it is nice to be out on the streets when nobody's there. Although, you know, like our guest will say later on or before just now, um, humans are not night owls, but I've been a night owl. Yeah, I have as well. Yeah, we get into this with our guest Kate O'Donnell later in this episode. But um, yeah, I've definitely had times in my life where my schedule has been so berserk that it doesn't even make sense. I mean, well, the last couple of days, there was just naps, then a lot of work, and then naps when yeah. I was too tired to continue working, napping and then getting up. So, but that's okay for me in spurts because as long as I'm getting the goal achieved, then right. I don't mind. 
the what I don't like is then the after effect of that sometimes is that my schedule will be screwed up for a few days afterward and it's hard to get back into the rhythm of things. Yeah. When I'm used to traveling so much that oh, a, yeah, a yeah. permanent sense of jet lag has set in. Sure. Whereas where so you can kind of just you grab sleep where you can get it. Uh-huh. But that yeah. can be very taxing on the physical body systems and the brain. That's true. Tour life uh living and sleeping is a very specific thing. I was on I worked on two tours i think and uh you really do forget what day it is you or rather you don't not forget you don't know what, you day, don't it know what day it is because here's the thing though about those sort of structures when you're in situations where it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter so when the the whole gig of the gig is you got to get to the next town that is seven hours away by a certain time that's the only goal in mind and if you are tired you sleep when sleep is available and right. same thing with eating you're just eating whenever you're hungry if you know it's accessible right and that's and that's a weird place to be in and it sounds a little bit now of course there are people who struggle with finding food at all times of the day well but, sure but i mean more specifically you know instead of you wake up at the same time every day, right. have this uh, a meal yeah. at breakfast time or lunchtime, whatever that is, very definition. It is kind of interesting to sort of get out of that system because not that you see the thing, all of that stuff is arbitrary, but it, when you see that those things can be flexed yes. or that you can survive outside of those systems, I don't know, it gives you some kind of perspective. I will say though that it's not great to be outside those systems no. too long. No, certainly you want to mean now for the listeners at home, you want to maintain steady contact with potable water and delicious <laughs> food. But yeah, no, it's a, I've had many, many, I, my body's fucking resilient. Apparently mm-hmm. I, I trashed my body for a long time Yeah, and I like put it through the ringer. Um, but I've, I never get sick mm-hmm. like hardly ever. I rarely do. And what, but then when I do, it's really bad. I actually had the flu last year for the first time in so long that I was shocked to discover that I had the flu. I couldn't figure out why I felt so rotten because, you know, you get bugs, you get little things, but this flu was brutal and I really? got it, I think on the flight back from New Orleans. Damn. So that will fuck you up. Yeah. The flu will fuck you up big time. Also getting sick on a plane or from a plane oh, ride. Man. You know, I went on, I went on a, um, a flight after having such a cocaine hangover once. <laughs> And it was, um, my entire nose was like, felt like it was made a, a block made out of wood Ooh. and you were just like, so it was dry, dry, stuffed up, stuffed up and completely. And it was haggard. Uh, and, uh, but, um, thank God I was got, I got to go in the first class, Craig, and I peed all over the bidet. <laughs> was there a bidet on the flight? I wish there was. No, oh. there wasn't a bidet. Oh, that's what you just called the seat next to yours. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The whole, my, listen, if there's a water source, it's a bidet. <laughs> have you ever washed your butt in a sink? That's a personal question. I have not. I, I haven't either. Uh-huh. I'm still holding out on that one. Well, you're waiting to the right time. You don't want to take everything in life and experience it all at once. You want to save some delightful things for the future. Yes, you do. Yeah. You want to have a bucket list. That's right. So like bus station, terminal, sink, ass washing. Yeah. That's, you know. Have you, you ever shaved in a public bathroom? I don't think I have. You haven't lived yet. How well, old are you? 12? <laughs> Look, I'm going to be 13 soon. So <laughs> I'd like to think of it as 12 and a half. Okay. That's fine. Um, have you ever been hypnotized by the, the guiding light of Jesus H Christ? That's a trick mm, question. Don't answer that. Let's see. Yeah. I, I, uh, I have no comments. Okay. Thank you. Um, I would like to remind you that it is Holy week for all the Christians out there. Now, of course, well, this, this won't goes, be airing, then. but you know what? 
that fuck was it, a trick. Fuck it. <laughs> that, that was a trick, Craig. Every week is Holy Week, bitch. Oh, okay, right. So you're more devout in those matters than I am. I'm not going to make any grand pronouncements because I'm going to be honest, my mental health is in flux. Well, isn't everyone's? Hello. Um, but I am... I am have a newfound interest in organized religion that really? I've always been interested in. Yeah, no, but I've um Is my, it the outfits or yes, it's I've been I've I've a reinvigorated interest in Christian mythology and um, theology because the the artwork surrounding it, especially Russian icons, mm-hmm. is so beautiful it makes me shit myself. <laughs> Well, then that's that's kind of a hazard then. Well, I wear a great diaper. Oh, really? What brand? Or do you not want to say? You know, huggies. we don't have them as a sponsor yet, so I wouldn't. I tape four Huggies and four Pampers together and make a big old adult diaper and I say, ow. <laughs> I'm good for the day. Yeah, I'm good for the day and the nighttime sometimes. Do you remember the, ast- what was, the was it an astronaut who, there was a woman who drove to, there was some kind of, I don't know. I'm going to have to look this up and talk about it again. It's not worth talking about again. <laughs> I'll, I, I won't cut this. I'll leave this in as an example of like where our fractured mind is at at the moment, because I just couldn't get the energy together to yeah. string that together. We're, we're floundering. We're, we're, uh, see, I'm, um, I'm, I'm weaving in and out of layers of consciousness and not because I've had a, it's called refreshing Coca-Cola classic because I'm, or because I've, that's not been, a euphemism. Either. No, it's, no, 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 no cocaína para mi. Gracias. And, uh, I just, I feel loop because I've, my sleep schedule, I have not been able to sleep well and yeah. not sleeping bitch that will fuck you up. Kate has a, Kate has a little paragraph in the book called this, Kate, who is going to be our guest later. Yes. We'll be talking with Kate O'Donnell, the OG yoga master, who's also my friend and a great yoga teacher. She talks about sleep or death. Hmm. Do you want to, do you want to die? Don't sleep. Yeah. That's a fair point. Are you, if you're not sleeping, you're going to die. I've had things where I was working on something and then I ended up up for way too many hours yeah it does fuck you up it fucks you up and it, it it weathers and wears upon your perception of reality anybody who's had sleep disorders yeah anybody who suffered from anxiety especially at nighttime and your job performance suffers your zest for life is evaporated um nothing's fun nothing is fun it's just no everything's deal. a drag it's kind of like in fight club um, yes when at the point in the movie where he can't sleep at all and he's j- everything is gray and gross that's what happens yeah that is it's a, it's a gloomy weighted fog and it's, it's also grainy too it's grainy it can be like almost like your body's like scratched by the air yeah like everything is a um it's like when um when heroin addicts are uh, detoxing a paper cut can feel like you're being eviscerated you know because oh, okay. your that's pain receptors are just like so blown out sure yeah, yeah and um if you haven't slept it's just like Oh my God, everything just feels awful. Yeah. And I used to do speed where I'd stay up for three nights, four nights, sometimes five days. Whoa. Five days of no sleeping. That's And that's bananas. when the shadow people come. Yeah. That's when everything starts to become very murky, hazy. And then I've, fall, I've fallen asleep standing up. Oh, wow. Leaning against something. Yeah. Just uh, not, you yeah. nod out and then you're like, whoa, okay. I just almost felt completely asleep. It's a narcoleptic kind of situation. Well, because your body's so taxed. It's, it's done. It's, it's just done. not paying attention to you. Should. No. Um, I, in my early 20s, sometimes just with caffeine, a lot of caffeine, had like two days in a row or like, or two and a half because I was like working on music and then had to work a job. And then, uh, you know, and then I had that thing. I was at a job and then I had a candy bar and I was passing out. I remember 
also falling asleep on the tea. Oh my the god! Oh yeah, I've done that many system. times. And I remember falling asleep and going, "This is great. I look like a junkie because yep. it was just because I was tired." The, I mean, the last time that I fell asleep like that, I had been up uh, not for like over a day, but I had been working on an, an edit project at this job. And then at the time, Blythe, who, as you heard on a previous episode, we used to be together, and she had a horrific uh, back problem that re- resulted in her needing surgery. But basically, it was like when your partner has to go to the hospital, and then you go, and it was a day and a half to two days of almost no sleep because we had to oh, yeah. we had to go to the emergency room twice. They misdiagnosed oh and sent her back, and she couldn't move without oh uh, excruciating pain. <clears throat> so there was that, and then um. What was I going to say? See, again, I'm a little fractured. I'm a little spotty here. But uh, that was... I forget where I was going with that. But I remember having that... Oh, I know. I was falling asleep in a chair next to her bed that was in the emergency room area where they just put a bed in the hallway. That's when, you know, the emergency rooms are always overtaxed. Mm -hmm. They're always overburdened. So they stuck me in a chair and I just could not stay awake. And so, you know, sometimes you just have to go with it. Oh, it's awful. It's the worst thing ever. It's the worst thing ever. I always just think of those goddamn Freddy Krueger movies. You're just like trying to stay up. Trying yeah. to stay up. Do you have nightmares? Yeah, I do. Not constantly, but I definitely have them. I have good dreams too, but I don't remember either one of them. Or rather, I don't remember either type of them very well. Uh-huh. Although a nightmare, which for me will be... It won't be phantasmagoric or anything. It'll uh-huh. sort of just be... Actually, it's kind of like a David Cronenberg film, not with body horror, but it'll be a normal situation, but things will go horribly wrong. There'll be some kind of really awful um, interpersonal thing, and I'll wake up startled, and then mm-hmm. that kind of feeling will be yeah. with me for a little while. Then the actual contents of the dream will fade away pretty quickly. How about you? No. No nightmares? No. Do you have dreams at all? Or I don't dream very much these days. Uh-huh. I don't. I just fall asleep. Yeah. And then I'm having a hard time falling asleep, but, um, cause I'm so wired naturally, mm-hmm. but like, um, yeah, I don't dream much these days. Interesting. Yeah. I used to have, um, when I was doing drugs, I used to have, um, sleep paralysis. Okay. So what happens is a lot of times if I would like fall asleep, if you party or, you know, you do stimulants and stuff and you stay up and you get exhausted or if you just get exhausted yeah, and then you take a nap. A lot of times you'll have this kind of experience where you um, feel that you're about half awake uh-huh. and you're getting strangled by a by a shadow monster. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it feels real. Yeah. And you're aware that you're dreaming, but you're you're kind of like paralyzed. You're like, I can't move my body. I can't stop this thing that's happening. It's terrifying, but I kind of know it's not real but it feels very real. And then yeah. you're like, huh! and then you kind of just wake up. But I've, I, it happened to me in Ireland once mm-hmm. I was at a hotel that was very ooky spooky. And I had to sit out in the hallway and go on Twitter. Cause Ugh. I was like, and, and then I realized, Oh, if I just lay on my side, it doesn't happen. Isn't that strange? That is strange. Yeah. Cause I'd fall asleep like Dracula. Sometimes <laughs> I have my like hands, like on my, like literally like Dracula, like a vampire in a Dracula movie. Yeah. Um, and I just, ha- I go like, I'm ready for bed now. And then I kind of lie flat on my back with my hands, like tucked on to my like belly or chest. Yeah. And then I'll wake up looking like crazy person. But, um, if you fall asleep on your side or you change the, the side that you usually fall asleep on, I've heard that that really helps. And it did actually help me a lot. That's interesting. How do you typically fall asleep on your back, on your side? Now I, I do like a side thing. 
Yeah. And just try to like doing, I'm a comfortable nap, but I just, I was obsessed with being straight out and symmetrical. I'm interesting. Yeah. I tend to fall asleep uh, on my back and I could maybe wake up on my side, but generally I can't fall asleep on my side and I can never fall asleep if I'm laying on my front. It just doesn't work for me. I can, if I, if I, if I'm so exhausted, I could probably fall asleep with my legs behind my head. Yeah, it can happen. Cars make me fall asleep almost really? right away. Yeah, if I'm a passenger in a car, oh, I could, I could just conk the fuck out. Oh, that's interesting. Yep, it's the that motion. It's yeah. just like, oh my god, it puts me right to bed. What about flights? Can you yes. sleep on? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> that's a lie. I can, I rest on flights. I usually don't watch movies on flights. I uh-huh. literally just lay. I I kind of I. I try to just relax and rest my body. I try to like, not, it's not meditating really. I just, I sit still, I close my eyes and I just am still. Okay. Yeah. And it feels restorative. Good. Somehow. It feels restorative. Hmm. It does feel restorative. It's no substitute for a full night's sleep. Let me tell you, um, unless you're in that super duper business class where you can stretch the fuck out. Yeah. That's lovely. Cause yeah. then it's like a cocoon, a bullet in the air cocoon. Yeah. You're literally flying on a bullet cocoon, right? Through the air, <laughs> three thirty thousand feet or some shit. Yeah, you're sleeping in the air. Hmm. I prefer to, if I, I'm on a flight, I will watch some stuff. But if I can sleep, I'm so excited. Yeah, there's so many flight horror stories I have. Um, well, but, the one where you peed on the seat. Well, yeah, the one where I took a shit in my own hand and threw it into coach and said, <laughs> "You." commoners just kidding they didn't mind that though because you paid for the privilege i paid for this ticket and this for your information it's and first can, class shit you're getting that's right thrown at you and then wipe myself with your yeah hand bills yeah <laughs> i wipe my ass with a 200 dollar bill and then i light it on fire yeah and i throw it away <laughs> uh gregory did you know that I've stuck a furniture up my ass before? A furniture. Now, what is a furniture? <laughs> I'm talking about a large Ottoman set. Oh, the I've entire stuck thing? Stuck one up. I'm just kidding. But what what was the fabric? I think that's the critical thing. It was velveteen. Uh, velveteen. Interesting. I have to get in touch with my anus. Well, <laughs> on another episode, you seemed like you were pretty in touch with your anus, and had, as it had a very delicate floor and fauna. It's true. The douche is something that is very delicate for me, <laughs> but I, um, guys, if you're out there listening, let's talk about your holes. <laughs> let's talk about your booty, your booty holes. Yeah, sure. You know, um, men, do you fuck your ass with an object? Could it be a finger? Could it be a dick? Could it be a dildo? Listen, this has nothing to do with your sexuality, by the way. That's true. Craig, I have some, I have a challenge for you. Okay. What's that? Stuff this furniture up your ass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but it doesn't have anything to do with your sexual preference, guys. If you don't know this already about yourself, I feel like a lot of our listeners might know this, but well, I don't. I don't assume anything anymore. No, you're, that's a good point. I really don't because I, Craig, I've met a lot of people. That's true. Yeah, I've met a lot of people. Shouldn't make gross assumptions. I'm going to make all the gross assumptions I want. <laughs> no, I um, shouldn't make. Oh, gross you shouldn't. No, leave the gross assumptions to me. You can focus on the less gross ones. Yeah, um, I'll I'll stick to filthy assertions. Filth, filthy insertions. Oh, there you go. Yeah. How about yeah. rancid insertions, filthy assertions, and gross assumptions? That's good. I like that. That's Hell a good. Yeah. Uh, that's like the the three classes of uh, yoga. I think that yes, Kate talks about those later. Are the three limbs of your mom's huge yoga ass. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the if you like stuff in your ass that's not a crime 
No. It's not a crime. But I would encourage people out there to ask themselves, do I have to have all the furniture up my ass? Yeah. And if you're going to uh, use the furniture, figure out which is the, you know, sort of least stain prone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also the, the, it being a little greedy with everything got to fly up your butt and, and, and that's it for, for the guys out there. I, I would check that. See what's going on there. <laughs> if you have to have 14 dicks up your butt in one day, that could present a problem. Now it depends on what line of work you're in, of course. And I don't, I don't dare shame nobody, but um, I do also, I wonder about it because I think that the, the key to sex is about balance uh-huh. and it's about cooperation. 50, 50, you got to have a versatile attitude and you don't exactly have to be, you don't have to be versatile to be a good person, certainly at all. Or, but but it's the proclivities and um, the preferences of of people in sex these days. They're they're varied. They're mult, they're myriad, and they are uh, beguiling and bedazzling and bewildering to me. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't I can't have all the furniture up my ass. <laughs> I just can't fit it up there. Yeah. You know, somebody could stick a foot up my butt. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. The people do that. No, people definitely do that. Isn't yeah. that fascinating? Yeah. A foot up the butt. Hmm. Have you ever had a foot up your butt? I have not. Probably in this lifetime, you will not have a foot up your butt. I would say that that's a fairly <laughs> safe assumption. Have, I don't think I'm ever going to get punted, but I'll never say never. Punted. That's I mean, it makes sense. That's a great uh, little re- term for that. What do you think about slut shaming? It's not good. I'm a slut, but yeah. what is a slut? Well, I think in terms of when you say slut shaming, it's the the um, classification would be someone who a wanton woman, if yes. you will. Yeah. Uh, but the shame is oh, it's a tough one today. Um, <laughs> the, the, that, they're being shamed for it enjoying sexual intercourse with yes. multiple partners, or quite often. Right. I think it's it's jive though to do that because wouldn't people like to be having as much sex as possible in general? Uh, you know. I think so. And I or think, rather, wouldn't a person like right. to be having as much sex as possible? Right. But, but I think like, it, it, you know, you get, I think it's probably, it has to do with, slut shame has to do with judgment. Yeah. Judgment. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, you can't be the judge of me. And it's like, well, yeah, you're right about that. Right. Freedom is freedom. And, and our bodies are our bodies. But I think sometimes like what I've observed in people and certainly um, many men and um, some women, but many, many men, men, many men, many men, um, they're out of control with the sex. Uh-huh. All they want to do is fuck. Well, okay. So there's a difference there then, because I think the classical definition of slut shaming or what I think of as slut shaming is, are people who uh, talk shit about someone because, because they're loose and they have, well, a, yeah, lot they of have a lot, they're having a lot of fun with their body. Right, right, but then right. when you're talking about something that sounds more like a compulsion or possibly an addiction. Yeah. Well, and it, it just turns, sex turns into an addiction when you find yourself in situations that, that uh, jeopardize your mental and physical health. A lot of people feel that sex addiction is not a real thing. As for what we're talking about, addiction is a good sort of catch-all for any kind of compulsion yeah. like compulsive that. Act. Well, it's a compulsive behavior that yeah. ends up fucking you up. Right. Like when you find yourself sex, a lot of people out there who've struggled with sexual behavior as a sexual dysfunction. Yeah. You find yourself in situations where it's like, oh my God, I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? I don't even want to be doing this, but I'm so propelled by these urges that these lustful urges that are really, really, really compelling and that yeah. are unavoidable. And it's not the power of Christ that's compelling you. No, that's the power of your mom's huge butt. <laughs> She's saying, fuck me, bitch. And, uh, and then your head spins around and you, yeah. the 
Do you vomit some green stuff? Yeah, yeah. some pea soup. Crawl down the stairs backwards. Yeah. Yeah, you got to have a spider walk. And if you don't do the head turn and say, La Bloom de Madant, ah, you're just <laughs> not doing drag. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. But the. Walk, uh, get, by the way, yeah, next uh, season, look for that at the. Uh, workroom walk-ins yes yeah yeah for if you don't walk into rupaul's drag race upside down spewing <laughs> out green pea soup and and jamming a crucifix in your punane you just ain't ready for the competition <sighs> you might as well just retire from drag right there yeah it's not sorry. a best friends race sorry it's not it's it's the it's the devil's race no so when you're talking about those situations it's very similar to how people describe when they're at their rock bottom with drugs yeah that they're hanging out with people that they they wouldn't yeah. ever and they're in situations that are risky and uh, mm. reckless yeah so yeah that's a compulsion that's an addictive behavior yeah. also but anything like that though it's a distraction from other things it's a distraction yeah it really is and i think that it's tough to it, it's really unfair to judge people which i do all the time and i'm trying to be better at it everyone I, judge, judges judge people all the time yeah. but i think it's the way that you process it and then verbalize it yeah everyone can make a judgment but i think also when you sit and think oh i'm making a judgment about them like oh i yeah. shouldn't do that or well, judge not lest ye be judged bitch yeah you know oh he among you who what is it what does it say he among you who he 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 among you who he how now who he how now nah, nah, let, nah, let nah. he who has not sinned cast the first stone right yeah and um but but it's all in the service of being happy it's yeah. like it's like okay do i am i all of these behaviors that i'm doing are they supporting my overall well-being and and life is about controlling our urges right and sometimes these urges are just unavoidable sometimes these urges are uh, often the urges are unavoidable but these urges are you can deal with them but also there's certain urges that if you think about them say watching porn or whatever um what's the harm so you got to think about those things too. Like, is this really a bad thing or do I want to do this? Okay. I want to do this. Why do I feel bad about it? Is it because it's a shameful yeah. quote unquote shameful thing that I'm embarrassed about? Well, why are you embarrassed about it? So I think there's, there's a huge spectrum. Can I make a shameful illicit? Oh no, sorry. Can I make a, um, oh, sorry. Can I make a shameful, can I make a shameless illicit confession? Oh yes, please. I fuck a sex doll. Yeah. I have a sex doll and I love it. Now, what kind of sex doll is it? Uh, one of the, so there's a range. There's the little cheap blow up numbers. There's the uh, ones that are sort of a piece of anatomy that yeah. are meant to be lifelike. Then yeah. there's those uh, fleshlights, then, which is not a doll, of course. Although you could put a wig on it. So um, you could put a wig on anything, Craig. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Put well, a don't wig we on all? It. Yeah. Um, I hope that that was a funny joke. I can't quite tell at this point. We're struggling. We're we are struggling. struggling. We're, the struggle is real. Yeah. Uh, and real is the struggle. And then on the other end, the highest end of the spectrum, the top shelf of sex dolls are the real dolls. So yes. what do you have? I, I got a I got a real headless hoe lady. Oh, yeah? It's no head. It's a little bit disturbing. It looks like a disembodied torso. And I don't get into decapitating or or otherwise mutilating bodies. Well, of course not. No. No. Just to, just this, to be clear. This is easier for fitting in luggage, though. Yeah, well, she's quite heavy. Really? Although she would be so distraught if I said that on well, the air. Well, she can't hear you, though, no, can she? No, she does not have a head. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, her, her name is Jennifer with a G. Yeah. And um, she's a headless wonder. And I have had, I've had <laughs> penetrative congressional relations with this doll item yeah. um, more than a few times. And I don't know why I'm sharing that. I just feel compelled to do so. And she's great. Well, then what's the harm? There's really no harm at all because it's latex and it's squishy. It's almost like having a giant fleshlight. 
Okay. Have yeah. you ever had a flashlight? Uh, I don't have one, but I've been curious. Yeah. yeah. And gentlemen who have a hard time achieving sexual orgasm during a Congress, you also might not want to grip your dick like the fucking, like it's a-, a Oh, death pole. grip is it called. Death, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like you're hanging one-handed from a pole in, a, in an action movie. Yeah. You don't want to have that kind of grip on your dick, which is, um, and a lot of these, um, you can also practice your moves. If you're ever like trying to, if you're ever trying to like impress the ladies or, uh-huh. the, or the men's or anything in between, and you're trying to get your stroke right with penetration and stuff. And you're also trying to like, maybe like uh, stretch out your hips a little bit. It's great exercise. Sure. Yeah. It really is. It's like yeah. you're just jamming away and you don't have to hump your pillow. Right. Right. And you, can, and you can blast your nasty load right in there and clean it out later with some detergent. Yeah. Just keep it clean. Keep what well, you don't even let it rot. Who knows? <laughs> Lick the wall. Well, whatever shit. you're into, whatever you're into. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to encourage people to have a sip of potable water if it's available. I'm well, let's do, do so that right, right now. now. Wait, let's have a cheers. cheers to... Ah, yes, <laughs> darling. The clinking of plastic in the estate sounds... Uh, but, you know, sadly, those are two glasses that were just clinking. But that's they the sort were. of day it's been, isn't it? Yes, it has. Craig, let me... Mm. Okay, Craig. Oh, God, sometimes... Yes, God, yes. Sometimes doing this podcast is so erotic. <laughs> um, No, Craig, I am... Uh, a musical dilettante. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which means that I am a dabbler mm-hmm. and I'm not a musical expert. I play no musical instruments. Although I recently discovered that when I do not have access to musical arrangements, I become very frustrated. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. When do those uh, instances occur? What is the, what are the circumstances when that happens? Well, I, I had a period of time where I did not have access to the internet Okay. And this was an important period of time, both Mm -hmm. at a yoga retreat and at a rehab center. Mm. Now, radios were available. Okay. But I don't like those commercials. Sure. Not if I'm not doing them. Uh Uh-huh. Right. That's Um, those are the only good kind of commercials. Yeah. Hey guys, have you ever wanted to drive a Jeep? Here's (laughs) one. Do you have forty thousand dollars? That's not a good Jeep commercial. That's a great Jeep commercial. Maybe in hell. Hopefully they'll be calling us very soon. Hey, Jeep Grand Cherokee, we're just chomping at the bit for some dollar. That'd be more of a mid-roll commercial. What is a mid-roll? So mid-roll is what they call the commercials that people put in podcasts in the middle of a show. So it's oh. mid-roll. Pre-roll okay. is at the top of the show when you say, hey, everyone, uh, this episode's brought to you by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, sure. So you you have that radio voice, which makes me not trust you Im- I- implicitly. Good, good. Okay. That's what you should be feeling. Uh, no, you have. But so I, what I realized is that sometimes a man's voice, all that it's good for, for me personally, sure. is to have a hypnotic lulling effect. Mm-hmm. For example... If I want to listen to the truth, I'll talk to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. But if I want to go to bed, yeah, give me a man. Uh-huh. Seriously, my brain works on a, on a level where it, where it kind of identifies tone, which does not have a gender, of course. Right. But it identifies tone, and then it says, perk up or go to bed. Right. When I hear Erica Badu mm-hmm. on pretty much every single one of her recordings, because I have a giant playlist that's every everything I can find at a reasonable distance, um... I always hear love. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I always hear love. It doesn't matter what she's talking about because actually all of her lyrics are tr- profound, transcendent, and uh, uh, true to a life stories that that's not only compelling, but um, just really cool. Yeah. And also you're a fan of uh, music where you don't know the language, although you know a few languages though. So that's not yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I, I listen first and then translate later. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, actually most of music is received 
as just sound yeah I mean, there's how many songs do you know and love that you don't know the lyrics to necessarily or even if you do know the lyrics you don't know what the fuck it might mean do you know that my favorite first album like i i had some tapes and stuff my fir- my favorite first city the one that i was like i have to buy the city was actually a fucking Cirque du Goddamn Soleil uh, soundtrack called uh, Salt and Banco. Oh, well, that's fine then. Yeah. Well, because it a lot of the, the songs were in a created language of gibberish, bitch. <laughs> no, they were like, they wanted to make it an actual live super... Anyways, blah, blah, blah. It's I'm, like a Klingon. It's exactly like Klingon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just a made up language. I, you know, there's Igpe Atenle for mm. all you fucking um, nerds out there. Um, <laughs> Secretive nerds. Secret. It's about secrets. Mm-hmm. See, it's a secret handshake. Uh-huh. It's an, and then like you have in Africa two very um, uh, simple words, but ka and ba, the very two different things. Go look it up. Um, but anyways. Uh, well, I know now that you mentioned language also, that reminds me of one of my favorite invented languages, Polari. Polari. So Polari is kind of like Cockney rhyming slang. Oh. And Cockney rhyming slang, the the way that that functions is, uh, let's see. So if someone wants to say, uh, before I say how it all works, the intended purpose of it is to basically throw cops or any other authorities off the yeah. scent of what you're talking about. Totally. So someone would say I had a butcher's at their face. It means I had a look at their face. But what you have to know the convention of the language in that butcher's hook is what they're re- using yeah. as the rhyme, right? It's got to yeah. rhyme with whatever yeah. you're actually talking about. Right. But they leave out the first part. Yeah. Or no, rather the second part. It gets confusing. It's a so. one, two, three punch. It is. And they leave out certain words. But Polari is the gay version. Okay. Wait, wait. I know a Cockney rhyming slang that from Scotland that's going to blow your mind. Okay. Th- blow my mind. So you've stumbled out of a bathhouse just to tie the two together. Um, you've stumbled out of a bathhouse and you're on high on meth. And mm-hmm. I say, hey, how's your Nat King? Nat King Cole? Cole uh, rhymes with whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, that's disgust today. On that's disgusting, <laughs> uh, human life. <laughs> Thank you very much, and come back next yeah. time for the next episode of uh, that's, that's disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, some words uh, will transcend the uh-huh. uh, invented language or code language to become a regular part of day to day discussions, such as the word drag. That sure. is from Polari. So, if someone said, um, for instance, Morrissey has an album called Bona Drag, which means good clothes. Yeah. And uh, so, Bona is good. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other ones that have come from that. I, Kiki probably came from that. Kiki, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of, but back in Boston, they'd say, girl was a key. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a key. Girl, we keyed. Right, we right. Key, we keyed. We ke- we came together. We fell out. Uh, a, a lot of the like simplified drag uh, dialect. Yeah. Um. Is a, is a socioeconomic reflection mm-hmm. of a particular state of being, where um it is a you know a lot of times poor black folks. But you want to talk about you want to talk about the socioeconomic strata. Um. Very low on the bottom in America in that time was uh black sissies. Mm-hmm. So if you're a black sissy, yeah, your life chances were slim. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Um, back in, you know, b- you know, before AIDS ravaged New York city, um, it's all about passing. It's saying, um, it, and the realness is all about, can I pretend mm-hmm. for just a simple moment yeah. that I am in fact a transatlantic countess or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. An executive Can, realness, of course. We all know what that is. Yes, yeah, exa- Well, actually, some people don't know what executive realness because they never had a damn job. Well, 
Hold well, up. yeah, but I mean, you know, the what what executive realness is in terms of yeah. presenting a good, a good, uh, a very, very good fake it till you make it executive realness um, demonstration via film would be Melanie Griffith and Working, Working Girl. Girl. I was just thinking that yeah. as you said that, yeah, yeah. I just and Joan Cusack tries to bring her down. She says, "Listen, don't don't act more. You know, don't act a fool because you're gonna get burned." And Joan Cusack says, "Just because I sing and dance in my underwear doesn't make me Madonna." <laughs> you know, and she's she's got three tone um, garage door eyeshadow, looking amazing by yeah. the way, but trashy. Mm-hmm. She was a trash heap in that, but she was the comic relief, of course, the the sassy best friend. Right. Yeah. Um. But why why were we talking about all this? Oh. Oh. Wait. 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 Language something language. Yeah, we were talking about language, and then we led to that led to Cockney rhyming slang and Pilar. But why were we talking about language? That I'm not sure actually. Okay. Well, I have to say I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Madonna, who I love, the Madonna, mm-hmm. like Mary. Sure. Like in the Christian mythology, the Madonna, the Mother of God, who was gave an immaculate conception in the Catholic tradition. And we've referred to the Madonna and also the differentiation between Madonna and the Madonna a few times on this show. So yeah, and it just means milady. Just mm. means milady in Italiano. <laughs> just means milady. You have um uh the Virgin is is a more uh general mm-hmm. um general kind of, Virgin. Uh, yeah, the the anal virgin. Oh, okay, that's more of a general state, though, isn't it? It's a porous state. Well, it's it's a volatile state. So it's a volatile state. It's a transitional state. Oh, it surely is. Hermaphrodite, <laughs> the ultimate transition. <laughs> uh, transitioning out of um, hermaphrodites into virgins. I see. Right. Um, so this is, of course, we have the price tag on the hymen of the girl mm. to bring the health to the family. But anyways, um, the the mythology of the the virgin mother. She who is untainted by childbirth to deliver the son of God unto the world. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, I love that. And going from there to the uh, Madonna Ciccone. Yeah. Uh, she has a song on confessions on a dance floor called what? What is it? I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. But, but conventions of a dance whore. Yes. Is my album. It's a good uh, response album. Much yeah. like Liz Fair's Exile in Guyville was a response to the Rolling Stones Exile on Main Street. It's a clap back. Get it? Mm. Clap. Clap trap back. Yeah. So pussy bites back. Uh-uh, mm-hmm. Mama, mine just squirts across the pond. And she's living in Lisbon right now, I believe, because they have decriminalized sex and uh, drugs. Oh, okay. I believe. That could be a lie. Um, and so, but Madonna said sorry in all these different languages. And what I've realized after I have, I have gained a, a small amount of emotional clarity because I have done what? Put down the drugs. Yes, God. Mm-hmm. Um, I have uh, more and more, the fog begins to clear when you ravage your uh, neurochemistry yeah. with substances. Yeah. Any substances, right? Right. Sugar. Uh, sugar. Well, you know, I mean, there's a higher, I'm not going to sit here and well, pretend. I'm just going sugar But no, yes, absolutely. To... White sugar is a fucking poison. Yeah, exactly. And, and also high fructose corn syrup, I believe I heard from one doctor that the liver or the kidneys metabolize it like a poison. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And we can get, I mean, we could have a whole damn goddamn food blog about what should you put in your body? Well, well, but I mean, but just for the purpose of talking about how you can get clouded by anything. You really can't get yes. clouded by anything. Too much sugar caffeine, highs, too much sugar, yeah. too much you know, bread. And then exhaustion, like the good old Mariah Carey had once talked about via press release. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but Telling I, your lambs what the, you know, the tea was. Yeah. What was the tea? Well, she was, mama, she's tired. And then mm. guess what? She rose from the ashes. Uh, uh, Play Marilyn Monroe's piano. Right. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Oh, yes, well, I do. On Cribs. Oh, she my was, God. Very proud to present to the cameras Marilyn Monroe's piano, which I don't know really what the purpose of that. You know, that's sort of like saying I have uh, Eddie Van Halen's footstool or something. Oh, oh, come on. I would love to have like Cloris Leachman's inhaler. 
Well, that see, but that I can see. That I can see. That you can sniff. Well, too. because you know she, uh, her mouth is wrapped around it, so stay close as I inhale. Mm. So stay away. Can't be treacherous. <laughs> Floris Leishman is a super hippie, you know. Is she? Is she? Is she alive? Is she still with She's us? She's alive and well, as far as I know. She did an episode of Celebrity Wife Swap with Pia Zadora. That's one of the greatest oh my things God. in the world. Was Pia Zadora the one that said, "Let's get naked and smoke"? That's I right. Think they're, they're, yeah, she played the beatnik, um, partnered up with Rick Ocasek and Hairspray. Oh my God! I'll never forget that scene. It's a great scene, and you know she's a legend uh, oh. uh, with the Razzies. Her husband—I um, can't remember his first name—but Rickless is his last name. And in addition Damn. to funding her first two or three films, one of which being *The Lonely Lady*, uh, which is outrageous, and is now available on Blu-ray through Scream Factory, no Shout Factory rather. So check that out. It's—you uh, have to watch it. I actually I shouldn't spoil it, but maybe we'll post no, it. No, don't Instagram. spoil it. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. Well, only if only if I say no spoilers in an in an original story. Like okay. if you if it's a real curveball, um, like there's two kinds of spoilers. Like in David Lynch movies, for example, there are no spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, every every you can't be like, well, the guy likes to uh, uh, huff this stuff, and then uh, he, yeah. like he only drinks Pabst Blue Ribbon. Right, it's not going to spoil the story for right. you. Yeah. It's a non-narrative plot. Yeah, but don't you don't you tell me that David Lynch movies don't have a plot? Don't you dare? They, yeah, but sometimes you can't uh, sort of. It's non-narrative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's artistic. Oh, she said artistic and artisanal. Mm. It's an artistic treatment of the modern film. One other quick thing about Pia Zadora. So, like I said, her husband, uh, I can't remember. His first name but rickless he's also the man who financed glorious ladies of wrestling he owned that hotel oh. and he bankrolled that whole deal he bankrolled the whole shmear. the whole shebang wow bankrolling ask your doctor if bankrolling is right for you mm. Wookin putting up in all the wrong places. Wookin putting up. No, I I had the nerve. Add it, add Who was that one? That was the one where on uh, Buckwheat sings. They oh, they have all the names of the songs underneath each song. But then when he does that one, Betty Davis eyes. It's just a row oh, of question yeah, marks yeah. because it's too confused. Well, you know, um, Lady Bunny has a good one. She goes, "Can anybody understand what the hell Tony Braxton is saying?" And it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really really fucking funny listen craig i just want to be like really sincere for a second i just want to say that i'm sorry and i don't mean to embarrass anybody but um i did have at least three upwards of three um experiences with a particular man and mm-hmm. he certainly did yank all of the cum out of my dipstick oh wow that's wild <laughs> it's disgusting <laughs> today on that's disgusting <laughs> yeah, the human race <laughs> Exes and boyfriends and all that. Yankin. What did you say? All-Stars 4? Yeah. Who are your predictions? I predict King Kong versus Godzilla. Well, you know, that's funny that I was going to say something similar, (laughs) but Godzilla and Mothra. So Mothra and and She-Ra. Yeah. Well, Wait, is, is Mothra I was from- actually thinking of more He-Man, which I know is not a very popular thing to put a, um, you know, a king in there with the queens, but. Well, RuPaul is He-Ra and She-Ra and B-Ra. Uh, not B-Roll. Uh, also, I want to clarify something, Craig, that's very important. Yes, Katya. There is a deep river of pussy juice flowing out of my panties at this very moment. Well, that's why I'm glad I have a leather couch and not a fabric couch. Uh, well, if the tape was rolling, you'd know that their juice is flowing freely. <laughs> Look, I'm a little concerned about the rug, but at least the couch, which is, you know, more visible. Oh, fabrics must be stained. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm certainly going to be boiling the pillows afterwards, but. Uh, Have you ever said, have you ever said to yourself, uh, 
Ja, aber sondern er sagt auch, uh. Oh, ja, der aus. There you go. Uh. Oh. Ja. Tofuri Klein, where are you when we need you? Um, It's time to go to sleep. Do you know you have a hip? Now you should do ASMR. Yes, you should. Oh yeah, you know, you know, it's becoming big now. The sort of uh, not spoof videos, but I saw one Jeff Goldblum doing ASMR, and then um, Audrey well, see, no Aubrey Plaza. Not spoof. I'm trying to think of what it is. When a thing it reaches a critical, what is it? I oh, guess absorption into the mainstream. What is it? It's uh, oh, it flips when it goes from yeah. irony to sincerity. Yeah, yeah, but it's become a thing that on. Uh, intended to be viral videos they're like oh we know what we'll do we'll have him do the asmr that's a stunt there you go that's stunt. a stunt yeah 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 it's like hey jeff we, I, we know you're a serious actor uh, capable of making lots of cash but the kids really want this thing from me why don't you throw an egg in their easter basket that that's kind all. of thing yeah, yeah. yeah it's a treat it's a, a little treat it's a okay. pleasant little five minute video it's a morsel it's a morsel of uh enjoyment of it's, happiness it's, it's a, i think maria bamford called a tender treat you wanted to clarify something and i don't know if we clarified it i yeah. think you said you wanted to clarify something and then we completely obfuscated i it. wanted to clarify butter which is which in india is known as ghee ah, g-h-e-e mm-hmm. now if you guys need more kaffa <laughs> no if you um if, if people out there are wanting to um are very fiery and they they're on fire like a furnace like mm-hmm. me We are taught to, to uh, have a lot of ghee in our bodies, which is clarified butter. And you can put it on toast. Or you can put it in pasta. You can put it on anything. And mm. it's great. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by ghee. <laughs> get your kaffa and get the fuck out of here. Ghee. Get your fucking ghee and get out of my goddamn shawl, you douchebag motherfucker. Um, I also want to dedicate something to um, my mom's huge ass. Okay. What would you like to dedicate to your mom's huge ass? A turd. Oh, that's very sweet. It's very sweet. It's a turd. It's very fitting. Oh, it fits right in her bottom because it's wrapped in cinnamon. Um, I want to say, um, I want to do an impression um, that's going to make no sense to anybody except to me. That's good. Look, jokes for one person, as we've discussed before, are good time. Oh, that's That's Michelle Visage. (laughs) (laughs) I'd know that anywhere. It's not a joke. It's an imitation. Imitation is the highest form of faggotry. Ah. Wait, wait, wait. Do you know about YMHA? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Your mom's huge ass. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. And do you know you know about F A G and D I K E? Refresh my memory. Fag is fun and generous. Dyke is distinguished, intelligent, knowledgeable. Expert. That I remember. Yes. Yeah. Because when I say something, the children they get all in a huff, so I spelled out. Yes. Because sometimes children don't know nothing. Well, weren't we talking that? earlier about hermaphrodite? We were. And then if you want to, if you want to get all riled up about certain things, I suggest you go to the dictionary, and then you also get out and organize. You wanted to talk a little bit about honesty and integrity. Yes. Okay. So I'm a flip flopper. Mm-hmm. So when a politician puts his hat in the ring, um, he uh, his actions uh, they roll the tape, as yeah. it were. Sure. So people come out of the woodwork and say, "Hey, you know that guy who wants to be the president? He actually he he's actually a the, shitty uh, shitty asshole." Mm-hmm. So I have this conflated enormous uh, asshole asshole that. It sucks up all types of furnitures. Sure. Ottomans. Ottomans, love seats and sofas. And when I Fainting shit, couches as well. The fainting couch. Mm. How about the turnting couch? Oh, the turnting couch. Now what uh what era of history was that from? No, but you know what? My fainting couch would be the painting couch. Okay. You heard about the casting couch? Sure. Oh, many times, yeah. The painting couch is where I faint down onto a uh, a chaise mm-hmm. and then I paint a picture of myself that is so ghastly and ghoulish. But then yeah. I take it out of the sketchbook and I slap it onto somebody else's face and I yell at them. Okay. This is cannibal lectern. That's also the new experiential package available from Katia.com. So go there now. Katia.com slash biz. Get your orders. 
I'm sorry, Katya.tv. Katya. Yes. I'll remember that someday. It's Katya.html. Uh, <laughs> I dated two guys, one after the other. And the one, it was like Goldilocks, of course, when you don't really love yourself. You say, oh, I wonder if I could get love from that person. And then that that falls apart. And they're like, oh, I wonder if I could get love from that person. And then that love falls apart. And then you're like, wait, maybe, maybe RuPaul was right. Maybe <laughs> I don't love my, you know? And then you're like, yeah. oh, fuck, Ru was right. God yeah. damn it, I hate everybody. Which tends to happen. <sighs> Ru's usually right about these sort of things. Well, Ru is often correct. Yeah. Here's the thing about Ru. I love her. Yeah. Unironically, unambiguously, I love RuPaul. Unabashedly. The unabashedly. I don't I don't apologize about it. I love RuPaul the person. I love RuPaul the character. Sure. I think RuPaul looks the character RuPaul the character you can't come for her. Right. I mean that's a, that's a, that's a losing battle. You want to come for RuPaul the character it's like, "Well, mama, do you have eyes? Also, do you have ears? Mm-hmm. Also, do you have access to a television?" <laughs> because everything RuPaul does on television is really fabulous. Like she is so skillful in her approach of what she says and does not say. And the choice of her words and everything. People, people want to like, they love to talk shit about her. They're like, oh, but people tell her what to say. It's like, mama, nobody tells RuPaul what to say. Right. She's the executive producer of RuPaul's Drag Race. Also, every show has writers. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like, do you like, what do you think? RuPaul's some kind of magical spirit that beams it. Well, she is actually. Um, like, they, you know, people, the guru, people want to make people into a guru. Well, they want to pretend that there's they've magically appeared out of nowhere, out of nowhere, a fully formed being that only spouts these perfect things. But perfect things. everyone from David Bowie to Joan Rivers, whatever, collaborated with people. Joan yeah. Rivers had writers that she worked with. But uh, for instance, like Chris Rock, before he does an awards show or something, he has like eight of his favorite guys writing stuff. No, but shit. he's the ultimate arbiter of what's going to be, well, and he's, he's the, the ultimate person, shaper yeah. of all that. Just yeah. as Rue is, just as yeah. you know, any of these people Rue are. Rue controls RuPaul's, Like Rue does not control the universe or the Dragiverse. What Rue controls is what comes out of her mouth on the show, and then it gets edited. And the thing is, is like it's also an illusion of control. Who control? People love to point the finger and place blame. They just want to feel included. At the end of the day, we're. I, it's funny because I wish. I wish sports coaches were held up to the same ruthless standard of conduct that some public figures are, for example, RuPaul. And I'm not trying to make her into a victim because, girl, she don't need my help. Um, and nobody needs my help, really, except people who are uh, wanting to get fucked. <laughs> no. Um, and if you are one of those people, call yeah. 1-800-ASK YOUR DOCTOR IF MY SIX AND A HALF INCH DICK IS RIGHT FOR YOU. Um, I just confess something. My dick is about six and a half inches up to seven, depending on my uh, engorgement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone, I think, kind of vacillates. I'm about firmly half an inch in the middle. I'm with firmly the, uh, in the middle. Yeah, and I only say that because I was naked, and somebody might have taken a picture. And I'm girl. I don't give a fuck. Girl, take a number. This goes out to. I actually, Craig, I'd like to give a shout out to the micro penises of the world. Okay, the micro penises. You know the Holy See? That's the Vatican. Sure. This is not that. This is no, the micro This is the micro sea. Yeah. The sea of micropenile peoples. Yes. Who who I'm not gonna say they suffer greatly because if you're a man, I don't give a fuck. But if you have a tiny weenie little dick like an elevator button, I say you come over to my house and I'll press it. Uh, uh. But um my ex boyfriend, hell no. No micro penis there, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um and uh not that I ever... No, you know what? Never mind. Is it slander if I say that I love people? Is it uh, slander? I don't think it's actionable. No. I, I think it's fine. What if I just say that Brian Furcus has a huge, big, juicy ass? 
I don't think, I mean, unless that person would be offended by that, I think that's probably a fine thing to say. Do you think he would be say. offended if I said he had a huge dong? See, I don't know a- the person, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just guess that probably not. Would you be offended, Craig, <laughs> if I said that Trixie Mattel, the man behind the mask, has a huge dong and a giant gorgini juicy ass that I would stick my motherfucking dingling if we were trapped on a goddamn desert on you shitbag douchey motherfucker? <laughs> I might take issue with the tone with which you delivered that uh, information. Uh, However, I certainly wouldn't be offended, nor do I think that uh, Trixie, a.k.a. Brian, would be. Would you be offended, Craig, if I said that was one of the best lays I've ever had in my motherfucking life? No, not offended, maybe intrigued. Maybe intrigued. Well, I don't wish to air dirty laundry unless it's uh, clean. Unless you dirty the laundry in a very, very happy way. Mama, he never doodooed my laundry, if you know what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm saying, happy way. Happy way. There are other kind of stains, you know. There are other kind of stains. And you know what? When activity in the bedroom is about communication. And if somebody says, this is what I like and this is what I don't like, and you listen, congratulations, you're on the way to having a good sex. Mm-hmm. A good sex. Yeah. A, you're having a good sex. You're having a good sex, as they yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. It's whimsically volatile. Kate O'Donnell, you're a yoga master. <laughs> okay. You got it. You're a yoga master. How long have you been doing yoga for? Uh, 20 years. 20 years. Holy shit. Okay. So can you explain to the average person who doesn't know anything about yoga, what the hell, why is it good to do yoga? Well, there's also the question of kind of what it, what yoga is. Let's start there. Let's start yeah. there. Yeah, let's what start the there. hell is yoga? Because some people have this, this uh, image of like, you know, and like, um, there's so many different misconceptions of the different types of yoga. And totally. Ashtanga yoga is a different animal. In some ways. I mean, it's a specific methodology. Okay. You know, so there's a specific goal and there's a specific path that we walk in order to reach that goal. Okay. How, and what is that goal? Self-transformation. Yeah. Yeah. How the fuck do you do that in this day and age? Pardon my French. Yeah, I know. Slowly, slowly, and slowly. What differentiates Ashtanga from like a, a type of yoga that um, I suppose is called what? Hatha yoga? Yeah, Hatha yoga just implies any yoga in which like physical means are used okay. to attain the goal of self transformation. So, Hatha yoga is most of the yoga that we see in the West, mm-hmm. you know, but Ashtanga yoga then. Um, it, it's just a method that Patabi Joyce taught very specifically. Mm-hmm. And the story I heard was that he was doing uh, an interview with like yoga journal or something in the seventies. And they asked him, what kind of yoga do you teach? And he was kind of flabbergasted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, because there, there weren't all these de- delineations. Yes. Okay. You know, yoga was yoga and like you taught it how you taught it, but it didn't make it like its own thing it was still just yoga so the reporter asked him and he said ashtanga yoga which means the the eight limbed path so he was implying that the yoga he taught involved all of the eight limbs uh, so like how you live your life your the asana the pranayama the pratyahara organs and concentration, meditation, and eventually samadhi, which is a total absorption in union with the universe. That sounds pretty damn heavy. You know, it's like it's a life's work for yeah. sure. 
Yeah, it's like it's not just something you you fucking go do before you go to a movie. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, and I think a lot of people in the United States have um, a, a compartmentalized view of it as just another fitness tool, which of course it can be used that way because you get yeah you get kind of hot body from doing yoga. Um, you do, yeah, and that's fun. You also specialize in Ayurvedic medicine, or just Ayurveda, the study of Ayurveda, which is what. Which is the science of life. It's, it's basically the medical system of, of India. So it's been around for thousands of years. Thousands and of years. It, it's the same philosophy that underlies yoga as well as Ayurveda, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I thought was very cool. So it makes sense. You know, we talk about things like control of the senses, care of the senses. We talk about self-transformation and enlightenment. And it's all a part of an overall picture of, of health. Yeah, and then there's stuff like poop and pee and you know, acid, <laughs> acid stomach, and like yeah. we have to get that stuff going on before we can worry about the next thing. Right. Make sure the shell is taken care of before you dive into the creamy center. Yeah, you got to get the yeah. poop and pee happening. <laughs> it's, it's so yeah. true. Yeah, Anyone who doesn't have that either. will attest to the necessity. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. constipation <laughs> is a killer in this industry. The industry of being a human being. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Kate, so I want to talk about because I, without blowing smoke up your Ayurvedic booty hole, you're one of the most fascinating people I've met because you have this way of teaching yoga, and I've been ta- I've been practicing yoga since 2001, um, and which is mm-hmm. which is a long time, and I know all the types of yoga. I know how my body works and feels and and and, and is uh, gravitates towards Ashtanga is a fascinating system, and Kate has a way of breaking it down. To the average person, I, I remember you talking about in an intro to yoga, like intro to the primary series class, about the body being a, a container and that it makes shapes. And don't get confused or sed- seduced by the different kinds of complex, advanced contortion shapes. Uh-huh. Mm. It's not the acquisition of the shape, but the, just the body as a vessel for. And the ultimate goal being um, the graduation into pranayama, which is breath work and meditation, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but you have to you have to get the vessel to such a place where right. it can handle that kind of energy, and that's what the asanas are for. Right, and the asanas yeah. are complex and gymnastic, but um, and what are those? Like the poses, you know, I like see. you have yeah. triangle pose, Craig, sure. where you like you you make your body look like a star, and then you have two legs behind the head pose where you yeah. twist yourself into a pretzel. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but but the thing is, uh, what is kind of intimidating about yoga is that oh my 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 crazy body is never going to be able to make this shape i can't do yoga and yeah K- kate has the way of saying like well listen it's really just about the breath the focus and um the experience right am i wrong about that no not at all yeah. not at all yeah it's like um it's a state of mind yeah you know did the it ever get hippy is- dippy does it ever get too hippy dippy for you oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really, I really like you know. You get that sort of like, oh, I'm Crystal Kate, and welcome <laughs> to my jala. Today we'll be balancing our chakras with gemstones. <laughs> you know, it's like visualize yourself on yeah. a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in in Kate's a pretty no nonsense teacher, but but Craig, <laughs> they do a style in um where it's uh my source style, which is like. 
the the teacher observes very carefully yeah. people doing a self-directed practice that's okay. like an independent study mm-hmm. and and kate goes around and says you know you can uh, progress to this uh, the next point um if you've achieved you know you get pose number a b and c then you go into d okay and but she, kate kate has cranked me into these crazy positions and the the amount of trust you have to have in a teacher is is a i mean it's legendary because you've like split my body in half i I do it every day yep there's adjustments they're called in yoga Uh where you kind of fix somebody and you you just squash somebody like a bug and open their knees and their chest and uh, and do you ever get scared about making going too far or are you so is it i'm sure it's with experience comes incredible wisdom but it, it there's there must be kind of such a uh a trust element between you and your students yeah and first of all i had to have been crushed Oh, myself. Yes, that's right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that I, in that way, I'm not afraid because I've like been through the fire and I yeah. know, yeah. you know, like I'm still here. And, yeah. and Patabi Joyce used to really, really crush yank people. it out. Really. And like just sitting, like describe what that even means for the people at home. Well, he would like, he would definitely sit on you, you know, <laughs> he like, he like use his whole body weight, you know, and just like push on you. Yeah. But, and it was like, you felt like a piece of furniture. Wow. Sometimes. I think that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be a love seat in an Ottoman set myself, yeah. <laughs> but they do that in contortion school. Cause I'm no stranger to circus arts and acrobatics. If you're a rhythmic gymnast, which is like the contortionist kinds mm-hmm. with the hoops and the rib- ribbons and the balls, those coaches literally yank your legs from stem to stern and mm-hmm. then just crank you like a clock. Yeah. You know, wow. and, I mean, it's crazy. Like the, it makes the stuff that happens in the yoga room look like high, like luxury therapeutic massage. I had actually went away and had the, uh, an introductory sort of publicity version of your cookbook that you just wrote. Yes. That thing is fucking genius. Kate. I'm so excited about it. Is it available yeah. now? today are you fucking oh, serious wow. it comes great. out today yeah, yeah it was released today what's it called kate it's called everyday ayurvedic cooking for a calm clear mind cool and that's available at every general bookstore chain and amazon etc yeah exactly great a calm clear mind kate o'donnell that yeah. sounds like a tall order are you going to deliver on this in this cookbook <laughs> so yeah th- these are a lot of these are a lot of high sugar recipes yeah. Is that- <laughs> yeah. oh yeah there's a lot of caffeine and alcohol <laughs> yeah. take a gallon of vodka and a bag of snickers mix it up yeah. go to bed <laughs> <laughs> exactly so um when did you look where did you learn to cook mostly in india really yeah you know i went over there when i was still in college so mm-hmm I was just like figuring out how to cook for myself at that point. Yeah. And uh, I just would hang out with, with women in their homes and they would like teach me, show me what they were doing and teach me how to cook. So I know how to make more Indian food than I do Western food. Oh, interesting. What was your uh, level of experience with cooking before that? I stopped eating meat when I was 16. Mm-hmm. And so I did kind of launch this, this cooking thing where I, I like my family would make something and I'd like make something for myself, but mm. mostly I made like chili. Uh-huh. I basically made like every kind of chili that, oh, that you God. could make. Yeah. Sounds like a fart bonanza. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. I actually like had to go to the to the doctor one time. It got <laughs> so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yep. God. When did but you get involved? Like, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just I'm not like a cook 
I'm not a chef. People assume I'm a chef because I wrote a cookbook, and it's it's not that. It's a total accident. <laughs> well, that's a happy accident, if you ask me, because you talk about like because I I went and had an Ayurvedic consultation with you, and mm-hmm. it was that was a fascinating experience. She checked my tongue. Yeah. She took my pulse, and then she gave me a right hook in the jaw. Just kidding, that last one's a lie. <laughs> and, it was a left hook. Yeah. yeah, it was a left hook and a jab. Um, she she sort of uh, did an assessment of the energetic kind of um, goings-on of your body. Mm-hmm. And so there's three qualities d- d- that, what did they call doshas? Yeah. Yeah, yep. so it was that pitta, vata, and kapha, three kind of mm-hmm. energetic qualities in the body. And, and you say that a lot of the recipes are about um, adjusting these qualities in order to find balance in the body and mind. Yes, but there's there's also three qualities that affect three qualities of energy that act on the mind. Okay, what are those? Those are different. They're called sattva, rajas, and tamas. Oh shit! Yeah, so sounds like Lord of the like, Rings. <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. Sattva's like is their natural state of mind. Okay. And so it's it's undisturbed. Gotcha. You know, it's like you wake up in the morning and like it, you're just chill. Right. So it's the calm, natu- clear aspect. Okay. The natural mode of being that's not too up or too down. It's pretty much like a good grasp of the capabilities of the intellect and the body at that time. Mm-hmm. And an ability to see things as they are. Oh, see, now that one's going to take about three hours to unpack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big one. You know, it's Sounds- funny because I was listening to another show that you did mm-hmm. where you talked about, you were talking about online dating uh-huh. and you were saying how dating's not really about dating the person. It's yeah. about like the process that you go through in between dates where you basically invent the person. Yes. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It's a love triangle, yeah. whether you're having a monogamous, like the, yeah. the fantasy of the open relationship. I was like, I'm sorry. Every monogamous relationship is really a quattro. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's really, a, it's a, it's an orgy between your, your idea of the person, their idea of uh-huh. you, and then their, the actual realities, which is nebulous exactly. and ongoing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it goes without saying that what you are, what you eat. I mean, that's a cliche for a reason. How did you come up with a balance for you and like what works for you today in terms of food? Well, I think the most important thing is actually just being okay with yourself. Yep. That's a good start. Shit. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> Sounds like a good baseline. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. a really good baseline. And so, so many people are scared of food and yeah. confused about it, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and like, and they're, they're, they're afraid it's going to like fuck them up somehow. Yeah. Well, you mean like whether, different you know, types of food or new experiences with food? Just food, capital F. Sure. Yeah. Well, you sure, because you've got your overeating and stuff and your and your yep. comfort food and your and your guilty pleasures and your addictions. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And your lack of food. Yeah. You know, so I just people would come to me and be like, I don't know what to eat. You know, they were so confused over it. And it's like food is our friend. And when when you take food as a friend, you digest and assimilate it properly, yeah. you know, and it becomes the tissues of your body. Yeah. And then you have like, you have a friendly, healthy, happy body. Yeah. And so if the food is the enemy, then it's like you basically have an autoimmune disorder where you're like allergic to food because of the way that you're approaching it because no of the mind. Yeah. That's, yes. that's fascinating. Cause it's either like, it's either a poison you have to bear or a medicine you have to endure. Exactly. Rather than like yeah. a nourishing treat, like listen, hey, yeah, it's like you're, that's a really interesting way, basic but profound 
way of putting it. It has to be your friend because it literally becomes you. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it makes, it makes us up and it comes from the natural world. Like it's comes from nature. So So nature becomes us. Do you, um, sort of consult with clients about food specifically as well? I'm just wondering if you have any dealings with people with eating disorders who are looking to get a better handle on their eating habits? Yes, definitely. And again, it's, that's why I had to write the whole book about the mind. Okay. Because a lot of the, a lot of people will come to me about things that appear physical, Mm -hmm. but very quickly we get to the causative factor and it's, it's, it's in an attitude or a perception. The body mind um, connection connection is really, it's not, it's not even a body. It's not even, they're not two separate things. I think that's what I love about Ayurvedic approach to thinking about the energies of the body and also how to adjust them through food. And it's not like, it doesn't take food as a, a separate thing. It's it's a more integrated, holistic view of how to be a person. Yeah, you know? exactly. How to be a human being. That's yeah. the whole point of, of Ayurveda and yoga. We were talking uh, recently about discipline and how important it is to basically the quality of any practice or uh, interest that you have in life. And so how important is discipline to yoga? Oh, it's so important. It's so important because the whole point is about becoming aware of and changing our patterning yes. that that which doesn't serve us you know and mm. i think the whole the whole activity of uh, moving evolving in a direction of self transformation is is to drop the shit that's not working for us yeah right so again it's part of a basically a 360 everyday practice yes yeah when did you yeah, first no. get involved in uh, the study of yoga well, uh, I went to India when I was 19 mm-hmm. to like to teach English, and that was where I started doing yoga. I'd been like an African dancer before that. You're mm-hmm. kidding. And, what? Are yeah, you serious? Yeah, totally. West African dance was like my jam. What the fuck? Holy crap, I never time. knew that. Yeah, it was super fun. It's so different from yoga, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot yeah. more expressive, energetic, and... um. Yeah, that's whole, great. I didn't know you had a dance background. A lot of people are f- drawn to yoga, but... Um, you know, who from dance, yeah, uh, acrobatics, even circus stuff is in, um, it's such a, I feel like it's kind of yoga is like kind of ecstatic. If you get a groove in it, it's like that kind of bliss that comes from doing yoga is like, Oh my God, it just feels yeah. fucking good. Yeah. Yep. Like dancing was totally like yeah. that. The music's slightly different though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no music in Ashtanga yoga, right? Kate, no music, no music, just the sound of the breath. Interesting. Yeah. Which Craig can be extremely unnerving for mm-hmm. the for the average or the the beginner. Yeah, and it's you get you guys get the ball rolling pretty damn early in the morning, Kate. What time do you wake up? Oh God, it goes between three and four. Three and four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what time do you go to bed usually? Uh, Seven thirty. Damn. What about on a Friday or Saturday night? You ever cut a rug? Yeah, you know, I might get crazy and like, you know, eat some cookies and stay up till nine. <laughs> <laughs> really? really? Listeners at home, we're not encouraging you do yeah. that. That's a little risky behavior, yes. but yeah. we don't encourage yeah. or condone the eating of cookies past seven thirty PM. Nope. Exactly. So just if you do that's fine, but we're not telling you to. But Greg, yeah. Kate Miss Kate is not a square. And it's interesting because you're how old are you? Well, I would never ask a lady her age, but you're around my age, right? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Oh shit. Yeah. Wow, you look great. Um, Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the yoga keeps you young. It does. It really does. It makes your skin like stay young. Radiant. Yeah. 
the book, I, what I love about it is it's so fucking simple. It, yeah. like, the recipes are so, some of them are so doable and, and they're, they actually like look beautiful. They be- look beautiful mm-hmm. and tasty, but they're also, um, can you explain the, the pitta, the kapha and the vata qualities of the human body and how the book, like how the, the, uh, the book helps you sort of sort that out. Yeah. 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 Like everything in our universe has qualities like mm-hmm. cold, it's cold or it's hot, mm-hmm. it's heavy or it's light, it's wet or it's dry. Okay. So some people have bodies that are cold and dry. Mm-hmm. That would be like a Vata type person, cold, dry, light. That's and my so body. You have a lot of that. Yeah. 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 And you get more, um, the kind of disorders you have are due to coldness and dryness. So like this, mm-hmm. there's a hardness and a constriction that can come. Mm-hmm. And with the, the Vata and these light qualities, the mind gets like really out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Janet from another planet out there. Woo. Yeah. Cause it's, it's so light. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's like uh, the energy of the, the atmosphere. Yeah. You know, flighty. so your head is like, yeah, up there going all over the place. Yeah. So that, you know, then you, you eat warm food and you cook your food so that it's soft and easy to digest. And, and you eat like more dense and heavier food like yeah. dairy, Yep. you know, and it like actually like holds the body down on the earth. An anchor. Of yes. The- and the same with the mind, you know, so it kind of, it kind of like, uh, it's like putting like a blanket, you know, around around your mind <laughs> yeah squeeze yeah. it wrap your head wrap, i remember from ferris bueller wrap a hot towel around your head kid <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah and yep. um do you make this fucking turmeric milky elixir and it's fucking fabulous yeah are you drinking it i like the turmeric milk with the nice. i don't i haven't got the spice all right though but i've i've uh it's lovely I also, am, but I've always been a huge fan of like anything milky and chai-y. Yeah. Oh, it's just so good. Even though you said earlier that it basically is about whatever works for each person, are there any foods in particular that are just bad for people? I mean, besides the obvious ones, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are, are on that. You know, there is one substance I've heard Ayurvedic doctors say is poisonous. What? And, and it's white sugar. Okay. That makes really? sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. They're like, you know, most things, it's said in the classics that that all substances uh, in this universe can be medicinal as well as poisonous mm-hmm. yeah. based on how you use them. Sure. And quantities, et cetera. Exactly. Exactly. But white sugar is like straight up poison. But pixie sticks are okay, right? Yeah. Ayurveda is very, <laughs> yeah. they're down with pixie sticks because they're fun. They're light. They're colorful. Yeah. yeah. yeah and frosted mini wheats. Oh, well, good. Good. That's yeah. good. So yeah. We just had a <laughs> lovely little snack. Yeah. Kate, yeah. if you're going to tell me I can't eat frosted mini weeks uh, at every meal, then I'm just going to hang up the phone. You're going to have you. a falling out. So just don't bring it up again. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all we grew up on. Um, yeah. White sugar, Kate. How do you reverse the curse? Oh, it's, it's, I think it's kind of a cold turkey thing. You just got to get the fuck out of your body. Get it out. Yeah. yeah. Demon yeah. cast the out. And you can eat other sugars, you know, like, like maple sugar, syrup okay. and honey and stuff. Just not, not the white sugar. Yeah. And how yeah. many cigarettes can I smoke a day? Be truthful. Oh, that's so bad for you. What? No, hold on. So I'm glad I'm sitting down because listen, I am shocked. <laughs> and I don't know what kind of propaganda this is that yeah. you're kind of spewed. They're the, bad for you. Wow. The doctors in the 60s said I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever smoke cigarettes, Kate? I did. I used to smoke camel wads. Camel wise, wise, you badass wow. bitch. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, oh my badass God. growing up in New Hampshire. <laughs> oh, that's a, yeah, that's a very New Hampshire cigarette. Yeah, I'm from yeah, Massachusetts totally. as well. Yeah, so. we're mouth holes yeah. through and through. Yeah, um, yeah, my, yeah. Oh, when did you quit? Uh, in college. Yeah. Yeah, I started buying cartons. Oh, shit. And oh yeah. Was, that's, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a juncture. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, it's a specific feeling when you like you open up the cabinet or the the cupboard or wherever you have them, and you're like, "Oh, good, I got nine packs left." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or when you're down yeah. to two, and you're like, "I got to get another carton, like quick." Yeah, yeah. I recently yeah. started vaping, and I and I feel like a very uncool dad, but I really do want to. <laughs> I want to not do the cigarettes anymore. I yeah. really don't. We, we both have to quit. Yeah, we both have to quit. But I heard a little birdie told me, certainly not you, Miss O'Donnell, but a little birdie told me that smoking can actually have an Ayurvedic pr- property. Is that a complete bold-faced lie, or am I just trying to make a justification for a terrible behavior? Well, this, it's smoking increases pitta. Oh, God, but I'm a pitta person. Yes, it increases the, the fire element in your body. So pitta okay. is the fire. It's the fiery, like, a- I've had acid reflux so bad I threw up oh, okay. like, for, like, spells at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of yeah. fire in the gut, right, Kate? Yeah, yeah, and you're putting it, you know, right in the throat and the heart area. Yeah. Which is, you know, for your profession, you, that's, you use that. Yeah. So you're just, like, pumping fire, like, through there all the time. I've so. often felt like a dragoon. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I have. Well, you're wearing a Game of Thrones shirt. So I am. I think it's I, literally, very... I'm wearing a shirt, Kate, right now that says "Fire and Blood." Yeah. Oh well, there you. That's Pitta. That's Pitta. Those, those are Pitta Pitta people. We hold yeah. a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> what about other substances? Uh, for instance, caffeine or alcohol, yeah. too, that we mentioned before. Yeah. But do you consume either of either of those? I I struggle with caffeine because I get up at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Everyone struggles yeah. with caffeine. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I draw the line with coffee though. Coffee is is crazy. It's like it's oily and it's sharp, and uh-huh. it, I don't I don't do that on a daily basis. That's really? like a special thing. So I I do drink black tea. Yeah, I used to be a heavy coffee drinker. I mean, like all day long, could yeah, have it right so before bad. bed. Then uh, I stopped for a while and I went uh, switched to unsweetened iced tea. And then after a while, I had a cup of coffee again, and I was like, oh my god, it was so yeah. aggressive. And I couldn't I believe that I was sort of used to being like humming on that frequency all day long. Yeah, exactly. And I think we all hum on crazy frequencies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a hummer. You know, right. <laughs> yeah, we use the coffee to maintain something that that's not, it's not reality. That's not reality. Life ain't moved yeah. that fast. Slow down. It, you know, yeah. And there's like, there's just, there's a lot of uh, reality available to us when we're willing. Whoa, you know? that sounds like, a, that sounds like a, uh, uh, yeah, there is there is enough reality available when we're not humming at a four thousand percent. Yeah, what a, exactly. What about alcohol? Yeah, what about alcohol? Alcohol is, you know, in the classics again, there are medicinal preparations sure. of like herbal wines. Yeah, you know, you take like they're kind of like digestives. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, I I love to drink alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i do yeah. i think it's so fun but man it it's um it like separates you from your subtle energy technically uh, yeah. you know and that so it's the it's the antithesis of yoga in that way yeah so i find that i'll end up drinking when i want to be a normal person uh-huh yeah. okay yeah because i'm not i get up at three i go to bed at seven sure yeah, yeah ever you know so i'll like it's so funny because last night I was down in DC where I have a friend from college. So I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna meet my college girl. We're gonna like, you know, we go out, have two glasses of wine. And I was like, 
I was drunk. <laughs> got hit on by the bartender, which was awesome. Oh, that's great. That's great. Sounds like a good yeah, night so far. Happened in a while. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I all of a sudden I'm sitting on the stool and I get this like intense fire in my stomach. Like I thought I was going to fall over. And then oh, I got man. the hiccups. And I mean, it was like my whole body just was like, actually, no, we don't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like that. I was like burping. <laughs> <laughs> a wine burp is a hot thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And let yeah. me tell you about yoga. The thing I love about yoga. <laughs> the thing is, like, yeah, it yeah. centers me, and yeah. I'm just very together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I like. I'm funny about it because, like, I'll do it, but I'll I'll drink it like four in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I only special. drink Patron. You oh, know, Jesus or... Christ, Kate, you're a maniac. Well, if, yeah. you're gonna, if you're going to drink, you have to drink, you know, very specific things because why waste the activity on some gar- garbage stuff? Yeah, exactly. And you have to find out what works for your body. With that, Brian and I were talking about sleep cycles. Oh, yeah. And everything uh, recently and all the time. So some people get up very early or some people have sort of irregular or abnormal sleep schedules as compared to others. What's your take on that? There's a, there's a very specific take on that, according to, to Ayurveda. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is one of those things I've heard, again, doctors draw a really hard line, and they say there is no such thing as a night owl, like a night right. human. Interesting. It really? doesn't exist. It's like, it's, like a, it's like rat, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a day rat. <laughs> you know, yeah. here I am this rat and I'm like actually I'm not into the night thing I'm gonna go look for food in the daytime and then you get like killed by a dog or run over by a car like it's not gonna work yeah right? yeah you yeah. know so humans are we are on these cycles with the earth and we're in the situation now where we don't have to be but when you when you don't follow the sun your hormones get messed up Okay, yeah. Yeah. And you can start to experience kind of like mental instability because of that. Like the master glands don't know what time of day it is. They don't know when to secrete hormones. Oh, sure. Okay, that is frightening to me. That sounds like a horror movie, the master glands. I know, right? The master glands. And that's what yoga is all about, the master glands. Damn. So yeah. the, so in terms of hormonal uh, imbalances, deficiencies, staying up late, doing the night shift, that stuff can have major repercussions on your mental health overall. When you do it for a long time, yeah. You can always reset though, right? You can, and it's, it's advised to do that slowly, you know, like 15 minutes every two weeks until you get where you want to be. Sure. Yeah. So what is the title of the book and where the hell can people get it? It's Everyday Ayurvedic Cooking for a Calm, Clear Mind. And are these recipes that a dumbass dingbat idiot like me could do? That's like the whole point. That's the whole point. Of- it's the whole point is that anybody can do it. Yeah. So dishes yeah. for dingbats was the alternate title. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it was taken. It was taken. Oh, those taken. bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Son of a bitch. What are one or two recipes in there that you could mention now so people could get an idea besides the uh, turmeric uh, milk that we Elixir. were discussing before? There are, there's a coconut lime baked sweet potato. That sounds Fuck, good. That sounds yeah. yeah. I really like that one. I really like that one. And then there's a... Uh, this one's kind of cool. That's easy. It's, it's just fresh grape juice. Yeah. Fresh, did you get out of town? Yeah, and it would be so good for, for you guys to drink that while smoking your cigarettes. Oh, really? yeah, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it really like balances that. <laughs> the fire. <laughs> you know, because it's funny because this Welch's grape soda really isn't doing the trick. I just I feel uh, like I just <laughs> need more and yeah. uh, the carbonation's <laughs> yeah. bothering me. Yeah. I need some conch yeah. grape juice and I need it now. What's your family's uh, background with this sort of uh, pursuit, or is there any? How did they uh, 
process when you started getting into these uh, interests? That's a good question. I'm Irish. Uh, Both yeah, my yeah. parents are Irish. So they, my mom was a nun and my dad what? was a priest. Wow. Yeah. You're yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. They both were in uh, Western Mass. Yeah. So my mom, from the time she was 18 to the time she was 29, she was a nun. Wow. Holy shit. I know. I know. Crazy that stuff. Like? That's funny because there's devoutness in both your, you know, your pursuits and their pursuits, just different yep. devoutness. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like a different time. You know, I don't like my mom, she didn't have choices. Right. Right. Back then when she was 18, it was like babysit for her three little brothers and sisters or go to the convent. Wow. Uh -huh. I would have chose the convent any day. Oh yeah. And they send you to college, to yeah. art school. Amazing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it, at the same time, she's, I think it was like tongue in cheek for her the entire time she was there. Really? And she just had, I mean, she has some crazy stories, just Damn. crazy stories. Yeah. Like all the nuns were malnourished because the year that she signed up, there were like 60 nuns where there's usually 20. No way. They, they didn't have enough food. Oh my Jesus God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Talk about aesthetic lifestyles. Damn, yeah. bitch. Yeah. So she weighed like 90 pounds. Oh my God. What's good about those garments is that when you're starving yourself, whether it's intentional or not, no one can really tell. Yeah. No one's going to blow yeah. your scene. Yeah. Keep it a secret yeah. at the convent. And what about your dad, yeah. the priest? How did that work? He, he, he got to go to Rome and do seminary and all that. Whoa. And um, he, I think, I don't really understand why he wanted to do it, be a priest. He was in college for chemistry and he like dropped out and went to seminary. Yeah. That's slightly opposites. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He was presenting like Sunday services at a school where my mom worked and he like was like the young priest came up on the stage and um, my mom says in retrospect, she says she poked the nun next to her and said, if I weren't a nun and he weren't a priest, that'd be the guy. Oh my God. Isn't wow. that awesome? That's yeah. so cool. So how yeah, long I'm from like, then until they were basically declassified as uh, citizens? It was years. It was years. And he, and he just kind of like disappeared and no one knew where he went because he <laughs> switched over to be an Episcopalian. So it was hush hush. And everyone oh. had to, yeah. Yeah. So nobody Defective. knew what happened to, to father O'Donnell. And then my mom dropped out six years after that and yeah. um, she found him. Wow. That is so dope. That's amazing. Not cool. Yeah. That especially so cool. in the, yeah. In the days when it was very difficult to find people. And when yes, the priest yeah. has disappeared and the parish does not want to discuss <laughs> his yeah. new uh, hobbies or uh, past habits. Yeah. <laughs> new habits. New oh, habits. back oh. in the habit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it, it makes sense that you would, um, you would grow up with a natural inclination to kind of pursue a, um, a, a spiritual path to say the least. Well, what was their reaction when you first got interested in what you're interested in? My mom's hair turned white when I was really? there. She's like, yeah. not the yoga, you devil bitch. <laughs> uh, she was like so worried about me. And I don't think they I don't think they understood the philosophical underpinnings of asana. And neither did I. I just knew that I had to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Asana but, being postures and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to them it looked like just craziness. I lost all this weight and I was like out in the garage doing handstands all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I don't think they understood it for a while. Yeah, and then also eschewing meat and all of that for people with a fairly traditional Irish background yeah. seems a bit like heresy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, they. Yeah, I mean, you should. My brother lives on like Philly cheesesteaks. He is so funny. We couldn't be more different in that way. That's just. But we, yeah, my parents didn't get it for a long time, and it wasn't until I started teaching. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that they started to see something about it. Kate, you are a vision, a goddess, and you're a cool dude. Thank you. You you are too. And you Kate, are too. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Oh yeah, the interwebs. Are you glued and locked into the internet superhighway? Yeah, it's kateodonnell.yoga. Bam. How'd you come up with that? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's your angle here, you charlatan? <laughs> What's a, there's a double meaning there, I think. <laughs> Kate, it's been lovely talking with you and thank you for enlightening us. Yes, and, thank you, Kate, uh, for talking to us. And I can I hope yeah. the people at home uh, get the damn book and uh Get their fucking energetic qualities under control. And get that grape juice happening. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, yeah. the pee and the poop. Yeah, the pee and the poop. It's all, and people will enjoy better poop if they Ugh. cook from my book. I'm sold. I have to go to my gym class. Uh, well. I don't have a gym class. But you still have to go. Mm-hmm. Craig, I'd like to say something to you. Yes, what's that? I hope you have a fine day. Thank you. You as well. I hope the listeners out there are feeling feeling good, feeling energized, and, and a little taking, more together than perhaps we are. Yeah, right now. a little more together. And listen, everybody has dips in their energetic flow. <laughs> I'm dipping right now. When I dip, you dip. We dip. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I don't have anything else to add. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thanks for listening, kids. Thank you guys. Okay. We'll be back, and it well, won't suck. Ow. Well, this didn't suck. It just wasn't very good. <laughs> 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 okay, so long. Bye. Bye. It's whimsically full and sad.